Welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. This week's episode is extra special. We partnered with Sephora Collection for our first ever IRL activation called the CF Clubhouse. Today's episode was with Sephora Collection's national makeup artist, Helen Phillips, and was recorded live in our clubhouse space. Our audience was filled with style gurus, all eager to hear Helen's advice on her career in the beauty industry. You will hear on this episode live audience questions from our community. Enjoy the episode and be sure to follow hashtag the CF Clubhouse to see more updates from the space. All right, so let's start off and tell us a little bit about yourself, where yeah. you're originally from. Okay, so uh, I live in LA currently. I have lived there for nine years, but I'm originally from Warrington, Virginia, which is a really small town, like very rural uh, in Virginia. It's outside of DC, so that's where I'm originally from. Definitely grew up like in a farming community. <laughs> did you always want to move to a big city, or you know, how did I you have that traveled happen? a lot? And be, I'm really lucky. My parents have always really encouraged traveling and seeing other cultures and so growing up I definitely went to the Macy's Parade a lot um, for Thanksgiving which is like crazy and then uh, yeah just been in different cities I went to school in Boston and so uh, that was sort of my first introduction to like a, it's a small city right uh, that was still like Where'd super intimidating <laughs> um, Endicott College which is actually outside of um, Boston it's in Beverly okay um, it's on the beach for the three times you get to use it a year. Um, right. <laughs> and I, yeah, that was sort of my first introduction to a city, and then I just kind of kept moving city to city from there. That's good, because I feel like being from a small town and then moving directly to New York can be oh, culture it's terrifying. Shock. So like gradually adjusting yeah. to, to a big city is helpful. Absolutely. And what was your college experience like? So my college experience was really great. It was a super small school. So again, I kind of went from like small high school to a small college, um, which was good because it was still like all people I didn't know. And I, growing up, it's like, you know, everybody in the town. So it was still a pretty shocking. Um, but overall, it was really amazing. I ended up studying um, psychology and studio art, um, which happens to do with what I do now in a weird way. Right. Because I'm a makeup artist, so it's like I'm talking to people all the time, and then I'm also like painting their faces, so it kind of like, they fuse together in an odd way. When you originally started college, did you know what you wanted no. to do? Oh my gosh, And no. you just picked those majors because they interest you? And yeah. Actually, it was an interior design major initially, um, but then I realized that I really didn't want to do interior design, that I actually wanted to do interior decorating, um, which I still have a huge passion for that, but you don't really need a degree necessarily to do decorating, and I really hate, I realize I really hate drawing straight lines, and so I had to do like a lot of drafting by hand and building models, and I was like, ugh, I don't want to do this. So I ended up changing my major because I had an amazing psychology um, teacher, and so I just like switched, but because my college makes you basically dive right in, so you don't take any gen eds like your first year, just so you can get an idea of what you want your major to be. You start right off in yeah, your major? Yeah, actually worked out for me because then I had then I actually knew what I wanted to do or I knew what I didn't want to do so I was just like bail bail yeah <laughs> and I went off to do like psychology and because I had so many art um, courses under my belt they were like you should just keep the studio art aspect of your degree and then also do psychology so 
That's crazy though. Like I feel like freshman year, most students, and I'm sure you guys can attest, like aren't really sure what they want their major to yeah. be or what they want to do. And it's those gen eds that allow you to explore, explore a lot of different disciplines. So you have to be pretty focused as an yeah. 18 year old. And I went to, be to in this that type like, of yeah, and I went to that school because I was like, they have a great interior design program. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. And then I was just like, no, change, change, change. Us. yeah. So. You had those two majors. What what was like the light bulb moment or kind of the deciding factor that you wanted to go into the beauty industry? Uh, so actually, it wasn't decided for me, but I will say like after college, I was very, um, I don't know, just indecisive. I'm still kind of like that. Very indecisive. <laughs> I dabble a lot in different things. And so uh, I thought like, because I wanted to be an interior decorator, maybe I could like do something with events. So then I was like, oh, I'll be an event planner and tried to get a job doing event planning and that didn't work out. Then I was like, I want to be a curator, which of course you can't be a curator right off the bat. So I was like, I'll like assist a museum curator and then I'll just... So you really were yeah, jumping all over. I was like jumping all over the place and my dad was like, I really don't care. You must get a job that pays. And I was like, okay. So I went to Sephora and I applied. Um, I applied there just to get a job that pays in the meantime and I ended up loving it. And so then I kind of, that's that was like the introduction to yeah, beauty. And and then from there, you just kept going. Yeah, from there, it was like big steps after that. But yeah, that was how I got introduced to beauty. I went to, because I went to that small liberal arts school, it was one of those things where no one really wore makeup. So I didn't even really, like my mom wore makeup because I'm more of Virginia, like it's more Southern people. Like, but did you even realize that that could that. be a career? No. Right. Oh my God, I had no idea that like, I still am discovering, now that I live in LA, I'm still discovering that there's so many paths that you just wouldn't even know that job exists but it's like and that's I feel like just such a common thing whether it's the beauty industry or the fashion industry and I was the same way like there are so many little jobs that you guys aren't taught or you no know, aren't even really made aware of yeah that sing to your strengths and are so exciting and I feel like you learn that once you get into the industry so like if you don't know what you want to do it it's completely fine because it kind of presents itself to you in a bit yeah I went to Indiana and at IU, we were taught like being a buyer or being an editor, and that was like the extent of the fashion mm -hmm. industry. And I was like, well, I don't want to be either. So what do I want to do? Right. And I'm, it's the same as beauty. Um, yeah, which it's totally is, the same. I had no idea it was a job. Yeah. For sure. And what were the first years like for you as a makeup artist? So the first years I worked, um, well, the first year I worked in the store at Sephora as a cashier. Um, and at Sephora we have like a lot of trainings. So I got to do a lot of trainings with different brands. And so what really introduced me to like makeup artistry was Makeup Forever had done this amazing training and they had this girl who had like feather eyelashes and her full body painted and I was like you can do that with makeup um, and they were like oh yeah we have like an academy in Paris and like I was like I'm going so I that's, that's awesome. how I like jumped off I like applied to the school and I guess because they have, tend to have like a waiting list I guess but because I had an art background um, that I just sent in like my art <laughs> I was like I don't know like I don't do makeup here is like some things that I've done and they accepted me because of my art background so I would say like you know don't let things like your background necessarily determine where you can go because apparently that's what got me in it wasn't a lot of estheticians apply there so they were looking for people who weren't estheticians yeah, like, to like kind of mix up the group basically atypical I think that's a great piece of advice yeah I feel like as females we all feel like we're underqualified for so many positions that we are actually qualified for 
and it never hurts to apply for something or try to do something that you don't think you your resume supports you don't think you're right for because you never know yeah what a, a school is looking for or even a firm is looking for yeah. that like you might be the right fit for and make sense and yeah. so I think I it's great that you just were like you know what I'm gonna apply and maybe I'm not the right person for it but like you took that kind of leap of faith yeah I mean feel the worst that people can say is no and however exactly. much, like that's disheartening of course but the more you get used to it I think or like people saying no then you can just be like it's fine I'll just keep going and to the next and the next but exactly it's a good point that it's good to call it out too like if you've never done something and you're just like I don't know I've never done this but it seems really interesting and I've done this and I'm really interested and you know your passion shows through more I think and then that's how I got and your in. eagerness yeah my eagerness to like learn yeah, yeah, absolutely. So aside from doing clients' makeup, what does being a Sephora Collection national makeup artist mean? Were there any unexpected elements of the job when you first started out? Ooh. So I have just started this position, actually. Um, so right now I'm the national artist for Sephora Collection. Um, but previous to that, I was on Sephora Pro, um, and I was an artist on their team. And that is basically a group of like 15 elite artists um, from all around the nation who uh, represent Sephora as a retailer. So we get to do bigger events like New York Fashion Week and um, I don't know, just all sorts of like more fashion and industry, I guess industry events and kind of represent it in that way. Yeah. So being new to this position, I would say like there's been tons of like unexpected, unexpected aspects. I mean, I am, a, today is one. I like am obsessed with podcasts and I was like, what? I get to be in a <laughs> podcast? Um, that's like way bigger to me than like the Today Show. <laughs> uh, so, you guys should all be flattered. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, so... I think, I don't know if that answers the yeah. question at all, but like, it's just kind of, everything's a little bit unexpected. Absolutely. Um, Is this. there a particular aspect of what you're currently doing in your job that really excites you or you kind of like testing a lot of different things? I think the one reason why I've kind of stuck with this job is because my day-to-day -day is different every day. So some days I am sitting at a desk and reviewing product or writing a lot of emails and then other days I'm get to do like cool interviews and fun things. Um, so it's just really that my day-to-day -day is so different uh, is really why I've stuck with it. Um, but I've been been at it for a while. I mean, I was on the Sephora Pro team for a long time before I, I got here. Yeah. yeah. And I think that when you guys are figuring out what you want to do, it's good to think about what type of person are you. Do you like constant change and working on new products and not having consistency? Or do you like having consistency and kind of knowing what to expect and coming into an office and both are great and there's not a wrong answer and totally. I think it's just figuring out like what type of person you are and what situation that you are gonna perform best in and feel you're most confident in and um, you know College Fashionista has been a startup and now we've been a part of a larger company and there's just differences in, in both those situations so I think it's good to really think about when you're applying for jobs and what you want to do like where am I going to perform the best and feel the most confident? And it might be different than the girl sitting next to you. Yeah, and I think that's true too. Even like fulfilling your uh, your own personal life, like taking that into consideration, like how how much of your personal life will be taken away by your job. Yeah. Um, so are you the person who wants to be like be in your hometown and or, or be where you live and work your nine to five and come home to like your cat and dog and have, you know what I mean? It's just like, you have that's, to, like that's another aspect to think about. Yep. Um, that's totally okay. I mean, yeah. 
for sure. I would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds fantastic. That sounds great. What advice do you have for students to stay confident and stand their ground in an industry that is so vain and kind of image focused? Hmm. Stand around and yeah, I think that you know everybody has a different uh, a different take on what they think is either beautiful or high fashion. Um, in New York, it's so funny because I totally dress differently here than I do in LA, and it's just because like here I feel like I have to be like more buttoned up and like put black together. You guys all, yeah, I was like college fashionista, like I have to look fashionable. Um, but you guys like all oh, look very put together. And in LA, people are just like, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's not like one is like, you know, worse than the other. So it's just like interpretation of like beauty as far as like the culture. And I think that even in this room, like some people have more makeup on than others. And it's yeah. just like, even for myself, like I was saying to you, like this is more makeup than I've, you know, normally wear. And I was like, I know I'm just doing a podcast, but there's going to be an audience. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's just like, I think dressing for the occasion is important, but I also don't think that, um, necessarily like having one style and letting other people dictate that is necessarily like You'll find your own, I don't know. Being individual is actually more important. People like that way more than being so cookie cutter. Yeah. Even if you're doing, I don't know, even if you say something that's like, maybe, you know, not what the normal trend is or whatever, it's like, you're at least showing your individuality, I guess. What I think is so fun about college and what I particularly enjoyed is that I feel like every year I was like a different person a little bit. Like freshman year I was really grungy and I had long brown hair and I like thought being dirty was really cool. (laughs) And then the next year I was Uh like polished and put together and really girly. And it's such a fun time to experiment because you can. You know, you have a little bit more flexibility than when you enter the real world and you have a job and more responsibilities. So I think it's such a great time to play around with your beauty and your aesthetic and, you know, your wardrobe and really figure out like what do you like the most and to kind of have fun with it. Because when I go back and I look at my college photos, I'm like, whoa, I was a different person every single year and it was fun and it was a great time to really get to explore that. Yeah. I'm a different person every day. I'm a style, like literally. <laughs> and you're still doing that. My personality is the same, but my style is different. Like I'm a style chame- chameleon. Yeah. I change every day. It just has to do with like. I was even saying to somebody that I was like, yeah, I wear this fragrance when I ride bikes. I don't own a bike, but if I did, I would wear this fragrance. So it's like, you know, in that sort of thing, like, it just like I change, I yes. change a lot of what I wear and um, and even wear on my face, just like depending on what I'm going to do that day and just because that's what I want to wear. Like one day I'll be rocker and the next day I'm it's like best. wearing a white jumpsuit. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing today. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think it's, it's great that you get to do that. Yeah. I feel like that's what's so fun about makeup is that you really can kind of transform. And I think that's like one of the most fun things about being a a lady, a woman. Like you get to change your outfit. Like men always have to wear suits and it's not that fun. And I'm like, we can do whatever we want. We can wear anything. Yeah. It's like something fun. (laughs) For sure. What has been a challenge in your career so far and how did you overcome it? Ooh. Uh, So I kind of spoke to it before a little bit, but um, a challenge in my career was definitely that I had been on, I had been on the Sephora Pro team for seven years. uh, And that's a really long time to be on a team and to not necessarily um, be promoted. Like I knew that I had been doing well and it was just kind of like my reviews were great. And I was like, yeah, but what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And just saying, um, I was really then realized I have to dictate what I want the next thing to be because there wasn't necessarily a step, a next step for me. Yeah. Um, so 
then I started figuring that out. And then once I figured that out, it took like another two years for this position to even happen. So I think it's just being like, that was one of my biggest challenges is just like not knowing what my next step was. I felt like I had almost like hit the ceiling in my, in my company and I love where I worked. And so it was kind of like, I love the people I work with. I love what I'm doing, but I'm not, I don't know, I feel like I need to be promoted. I don't know, you know, it was yeah. just like one of those things where I felt like it was kind of like being, I don't know, not just like not understanding like what I should do. That was really one of the struggles that I had. Yeah. And just being able to say like, this is what I want and then voicing that for years <laughs> so that they would, you know, no, create it for me. It's true. We are kind of in a world where everyone, especially in the fashion and beauty industry, has so much on their plate. So your manager, while they're thinking about you and are happy that you're on the team, they have, you know, someone else they're reporting to in a million kind of obligations and responsibilities. And I really think it's on you to voice, like, this is what I'm interested in. Like, this is where I see myself going because yeah. someone's not necessarily going to come to you and promote you and move you up. So I think, you know, not right away when you start your jobs, but as you get comfortable in your jobs, like feel comfortable going to your manager saying like, I saw this aspect of the business that really interests me and I'd like to explore it. And that's never looked down upon. That's always, you know, really, I think, supported and rewarded if you're in a good organization. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's just your manager just doesn't even have the bandwidth to think about that and is yeah. so excited to hear. So I think like ex your example, it's like you kind of sought out this other opportunity and vocalize it and that's why you got here and it might not necessarily have been handed to you. Yeah, and I think I acquired more skills over time because like, you know, once I started getting like super comfortable in my position, I was like, okay, like what do I, what do I want to learn this year that's going to be like a much bigger thing for me? So I would just put more and more and more on my plate so that I ended up having a really full career and I was like quite busy um, so I never really felt bored it was and I liked my job so that was like the you know big thing yeah so it was just one of those like acquiring more things in your plate isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're developing yourself you know for sure absolutely what advice do you have for students who are interested in pursuing non-traditional paths or students who don't think college is the right fit for them okay so People who want to take non-traditional paths, um, I mean, obviously makeup artistry is not a traditional path, and I definitely, it, I struggled with it a little bit at first. I was like, I have a college degree, like, I, you know, I wanted to like prove to people that I was like still smart or something, I don't know. Um, so I think I struggled with that aspect, just being like, oh yeah, I'm a makeup artist, but I graduated, you know, from like, you know, I was like I get it. trying to like tell people like, oh yeah, it's but I'm not, not, typical. I'm not an idiot, yeah. Um, but I feel like it, that doesn't even matter. Like uh, going to college necessarily isn't, isn't necessarily the thing that makes you smart. You know what I mean? So I have a lot of friends who do great things. They're producers or, you know, yoga, yogis, and they have like these amazing careers um, that they've just built on their own because they found their passion. So I think that you can really like find your passion through testing things and like trying on different hats. Um, yeah, try those non-traditional paths because you never know what is going to pan out. I mean, I just found out like a few years ago that I love doing floral arranging. Uh, so I do that a lot on the side. It's like a random thing, but I really love doing Great it. Great hobby. And so now I just do that randomly on the side. But 
No, it's good. It's good to like constantly challenge yourself. Yeah. When I started College Fashionista, I remember so vividly, it wasn't like cool to be a girl boss. That wasn't like such a, a movement. And I had so many people in my life say like, why don't you just go and work at Vogue? Like everyone else is just like going and working at a big company. And I was like, no, because I, I really think I'm onto something and I really believe in something. And so I think it all comes back to like, just having so much confidence in your decision and yourself and, and knowing that like your path might, might not be the same as your friends, but it's gonna get you where you're gonna go. And I'm so happy I started College Fashionista. I would never have been as filled if I just went and worked at Vogue. Not to say yeah. that's not a fantastic job. So um, I think non-traditional paths happen to be very rewarding if you have the appetite for risk. Yeah, super enriching for your life. Like you also have to think about like it's your life, not other people's. So like don't worry about what other people are yeah. thinking about it. Like as long as you feel rewarded in your job, like that's one of the best things about Absolutely. a job. If you can get one that you feel like you're doing, you're making a difference in your own life, like that is super important. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do this, you know, every day for a long time. Yeah, like so, work becomes your life. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they don't call it work for nothing, but if it could be fun, you know, why not? Yeah. Do you travel often for your job? <laughs> so I do travel, I travel quite often for my job. So I am based in LA. Uh, I'm in New York almost, well, since I started my job, I would say almost every week. Um, but I have, I go to San Francisco occasionally because that's where our offices are. Um, so I get to like go there occasionally, which is just a quick plane ride. So I, I don't even like count that as travel. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I had like a, a crazy schedule mashup where it was just like different teams needed me, like from Canada, whatever. So I ended up going to Texas, Toronto, or I went to like, yeah. Dallas, Toronto, and Nashville all in one week. Um, and I went back to LA like lived at an during airport. all that. Yeah, so I was like taking six flights like back and forth. It was, <laughs> and it was because I like didn't book them all together because it was just like things were coming at me and I'd already like booked all my things. So what? anyway, <laughs> I was like, that was a little, that was crazy. That was the most crazy weekend no, that's, so far though. That's aggressive. Yeah, it's what? aggressive. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's yeah. intense. What beauty products can you, <laughs> what beauty products do you use when you travel to like keep your skin hydrated and to be able to get where you're going and look fresh and great? Yeah, uh, so that's a good question. Beauty products on planes, I am not a person who's like putting my fiber mask on on the plane. I don't... I'm yet to see someone do that. Like, like I keep reading about put a mask on or do this and I travel often as well and international and I don't really see people like slopping a mask on. No, and I don't want to draw attention to myself. Like, yeah. I feel like let's just like lay low. No yeah. one like, yeah, I want to just be in my zone. Um, um, so I actually don't wear any makeup usually on the plane. If I can, if I have to like be at a meeting or something after, I'll just throw makeup on afterwards um, because I do like to wear those like translucent masks. Yeah. Like the, uh, I tend to wear like this. There's like a Sephora collection overnight jelly mask, and it has no color, you nothing. It, you can't see it, it. It completely absorbs. Um, so I'll, like throw that on on the plane uh, just because it says it's overnight. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's like, it just means it's more hydrating and like maybe something that's heavier that you might not want to wear during the day. But if you're on a plane, it's going to get super dehydrated anyway. So I like scent. throw that on. Um, I think the traveling with no makeup on is key. Yeah. And I wear a lot of eye cream and I touch up my eye cream like throughout the day, which is a weird How thing. many of you guys use eye cream now? Good. I love eye cream. It's like, I feel no, like eyes... Most people start it after college. I yeah. I feel like you're kind of 
educated to start it when you're 22 totally. after college and you guys are all that's why your skin is all beautiful. Yeah. I feel like eye cream is like the one place, or eyes are like the one place where you can see where you're looking dehydrated. Yeah. I mean, you guys are young and beautiful, beautiful skin and everything, but it's just like, that is where you see dehydration, I feel like the most. So yeah. I always like put a lot of eye cream on. Is there a beauty product you can't live without? Hmm. Uh, beauty product, like if I was caught on an island, no. I would wear mascara. I'm obsessed with mascara. Is there a particular brand? Yes, I like the Lash Craft, um, the, it's Sephora collection, but I like it because it doesn't um, transfer. It has like a sort of, a, it's hard to describe it, but it has like almost a latex finish. Like it's kind of like a tubing situation, but it, we don't call it a tubing mascara, but it basically like just really coats the lashes, but it stays on. And especially if you live in like a humid climate. Or like New York in the summer. Everything transfers, like every single thing transfers. I cannot, I, I never had that problem actually as like a younger person. And then it was like, I turned 30 and I just have like, I never even, I just couldn't understand that issue that women were having. Like people would mascara. come into store and when I was younger, they would come into store and be like, my mascara, it transfers everywhere. And I'd be like, oh, try this like waterproof one. They're like, I'm telling you, I've tried waterproof, they don't work. And I never could understand why. I was like, well, maybe just like not so much eye cream, like put some powder under there. And they were like, powder, like I'm not putting powder under my eye. Cause you know, they're right, just like, I don't like want to look wrinkled. And then now I completely get understand, it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> is there a beauty trick that every college student should know? Ugh. Or something that if you, you know, when you could think back to your college time, you wish you knew about beauty? What I wish I knew about beauty? Um, I mean, I feel like people are talking about exfoliating a lot now, um, but I probably would have exfoliated a lot more had I known um, that I should be doing that. Uh, the other thing that I would recommend that I do now is when I'm too tired and I'm coming home like, late from a party and I don't feel like washing my face I just keep like a pack of wipes yeah. next to my bed to be like and like throw it throw it I down I think that's like, the biggest you know? thing like taking your Take makeup off. off cause like we all go out in college and I feel like you get lazy when you come home and then going to bed with all that on your face is like plus drinking is like a recipe yes. for disaster so yeah. the makeup pads are like I definitely, a savior. yeah, I definitely use makeup removing wipes. And then the other thing that I do is like when I wash my face at night, when I have time, obviously, or when I'm actually like paying attention, I like wash my face. Um, and then I also use like an exfoliating, um, these exfoliating pads. And when you do it again, you're like, oh, there's still like a quite a bit of makeup. I mean, I'm sure some of it's like dead skin cells, Blech. dirt, but like, you know, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it is also makeup. So I think I just really pay attention to how much I like clean my makeup off and I think one more tip is like drinking a ton of water oh my gosh I feel like in college I didn't drink enough water and if I could go back I would always have water on me yeah water with like I mean if you're a person who doesn't want to drink the water like I I put like fruit in it like get a fruit cup and just be like "Mm," yeah like jam it in there it'll last all day um I I like flavored things so I'll do like lemon or something just to make it taste like something um but tons of water whenever I have like brides or like any anybody for like red carpet events or special events they always ask me what they should be doing and I was like drinking water. water make sure you put like an alarm on your phone to make sure that you're drinking the water yeah. um it and makes our your skin look some people carry those like ridiculous water jugs yes it's I'm good like, how do you do yeah. that it's like so awkward you guys know what I'm talking about those like yeah. water jugs that are like 
I'm a, a person who alarming. only like wants to. It's very strange, but I have like a, a cute like bandeau thing that I drink out of because it has a straw. Great. And I don't know what it is about that, but it's like I will drink out of that thing. Other Fine. water bottles, like the, I have a bunch of tons of swells, and just something about going like this, I just don't do it. So if I have like something I like can sip on, I don't know. It's just like find, it. find yeah. the vehicle that will make you drink the water. <laughs> All right, I want to open it up to some questions from our audience. So we have one question from Kelly, if you want to share it. And please say what school you go to. Um, I go to Florida State University. Mm -hmm. um, my question is, what are the most common mistakes women make when it comes to their beauty routine? Ugh. Common mistakes when it comes to your beauty routine. Um, I would say brows are a big one uh, sometimes people mat like don't match their brow tone and so I see a lot of people like filling their brows with something that's like too red or they're just filling them really really huge because that's like kind of the trend right now um, to have like these amazing you know brows and that's great but definitely follow your own natural line of you know brow line and then also just try to find the color that really works for you and always come through it so I'm like, that's pretty good. And don't that's go good. too heavy on your foundation if you're like, if you have a nice skin, there's really no point, you know? Just Agreed. go less is more. Agreed. And the next question is from Maddie. If you weren't a makeup artist, what do you think you'd be pursuing? Okay, so if I wasn't a makeup artist, I would probably be pursuing, currently right now, uh, would be like being a florist. Truly, like I don't know what it is. I've just found like this new passion that I'm just so obsessed with. But I go through like phases all the time of things that I end up liking. My Do you know Birch Floral? No. Oh. Birch Do any floral? of you guys know Birch Floral? She's oh. great. I'll have to check she's it out. fantastic. She's on Instagram. Yeah, okay. she's a really good eye. I follow like a lot of people on Instagram who do the like their floral designs, and then she's just, fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna look her up. I'm super. She's like had a second life. I think she was like in the fashion industry or beauty industry, yeah. and now she's in I, that world. Totally, and I do it for my friends' like restaurants right now, so I get to actually do floral design for like actual places and events, which is really cool. I just started doing it for all my girlfriends. I'm like at that age where everybody's like getting married, so then they were just like, do you mind just doing some like, you know, design or like doing the floral like arrangements for my wedding? And then I got, that's how I like started into it. And I did my friend's wedding. And so um, he owns a bunch of restaurants in LA and was just like, hey, would you mind doing it for my restaurants? I was like, yeah. Second uh, job. Yeah, I was like, second <laughs> job. Which I mean, it's just cool to try different things. It's, yeah. Absolutely. That's probably well, what I'd be doing. Thank you so much. This was yeah, such a wonderful you. conversation. And thank you guys all for coming here and adding in wonderful questions. And that's it. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Helen and Sephora Collection, for this great episode. Stay tuned for our next installment of Office Hours by College Fashionista. Bye.